They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds of a Join me anytime. Good stuff. It was a good one. It was good. good one. Oh, I'm sorry. We were oh, very close one. together. I've toes. never been this close to you. That's a lie. That is a lie. All right. We shared a bed. Many a time. It's so intimate. No one can see we're holding hands. Oh, we're holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> it is intimate. What, what you don't know is while we record, we're holding hands the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> It's the only way I can record. Yeah. Kristen needs it. It's like a security mm. thing. Yeah. Some people have blankets. I have Grace's hand. <laughs> yeah. It is not great for me, but what are you going to do? Yeah. She I, needs it. I need it. You're a good friend. Thank you. You are as well. Hello. I'm well, Kristen. Welcome. I'm Grace. And this is Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. And Grace, I'm sorry I stole your line. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> we can share it. Yeah. Like, like everything. Yeah. Sharing everything. Yeah. How are you doing today? Are you ready for this record record a marathon? Record a recordatron? Recordatron. I am yeah. pretty ready for this recordatron. I hmm, what's going on up here? What's going on in your noodle? Tell me about it. Not much. No. And yet so many things so all many. at once. Oh, it's yeah. like nothing and everything all at once. I feel the same. The year's coming to an end. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. It's it's a little stressful right now. We got Thanksgiving. We got the holidays. We have, you know, the impending doom of the oncoming climate change causing a huge disruption to society as we know it. Yeah. Just like a few fun things yeah, around the corner. I have... 80 credit hours of CMEs to do uh, before January 1st. Yikes. Yeah. So it was a good idea to leave them all for the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So Smart I had two years ahead. to do it, actually. I had two whole years to, you know, because it cycles in two. So, yeah, I was just like, you know, it'd be fun right around the holiday season. More things to do. So, well, before I left the field of speech pathology, it's every three years to get your CMEs. And I probably did about like four of them out of, I don't know, 200 or yeah. however you need. Yeah. And right as the three years was approaching, I just quit and left the field of speech therapy. And then I didn't have to do them. So sometimes it pays off to procrastinate. (laughs) Just quit your job. Uh, Okay. I will take that under consideration. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to do that uh, today, but... You got like a month and a half left. I got a month and a half to think about it. Yeah. See how far you get on those CMEs and then make your decision. (laughs) I just want to say, since we're looking at ourselves recording right now, I feel very much like, uh, remember that SNL skit where it's like the two ladies and they have the radio show with the fun sweaters. Oh, and the sweaty, sweaty balls. balls. Yes. yes. That's how I feel right now. And you know what? I'm proud of us. Me that's, too. That's a good position to be in. That's a dream. 
Yeah. We just got to, I think we just have to up our sweater game and we're like there. Yeah. I have some good sweaters. We should do mm. that next time. Okay. You know. We'll slowly morph into those women. Who can make us a great sweater? Teresa? Mother Teresa. She used to make, uh, not sweaters, but vests. Ooh. Remember she was all about the vests? Yes. Oh, we should definitely Ooh. post some pictures of us in Kristen's mom's homemade vests. I don't know if I have any pictures of us. in the. I know that they're there, but we're going to have to dig through some old family photos to get to those vest pics. When we were little, she would make us vests for like every holiday. Every holiday. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Christmas. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Is there a flag day one? <laughs> there was a flag day and a 4th of July day. It's too hot to wear a vest on the 4th of July. If you only wear a vest. Oh, true. <laughs> Nothing true. else. Um, New Year's Eve or whatever, you know, fireworks. Halloween, obviously. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. That was a big one. We had a lot. Because yes. we're, you know, Irish family. So we were like a lot of, a lot of, lots of uh, clovers. We should definitely bring those vests back. We The only thing we were missing was Martin Luther King Day, I think, for the holidays. <laughs> and you know what? That's like the best one. That would have been so great. Know, if it's a bunch of like, little Martin Luther King's yeah, like on this vest. Yeah, it was like little quotes. Yeah. Uh, man. Ooh, we could do like BLM on the back. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, we're bringing the vest back. And yes. I hope you're ready for holiday vests. Yes. Anti-racism, homemade yeah. mom vests. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. I think we got something Although here. Although she has ADHD, so it's never going to get it done. I don't know. She was pretty serious about those vests. It's she, because she cares about the vest. She cares about the vest. But if I ask her to do a vest, just like I asked her to make me a scrub hat, she threw fit. She threw fit. What if we prove to her first that we will wear the vests? First, we go out and we buy some like trial vests. I think if and we, we bought, wear them all the time. I think if we bought the fabric mm. and like pointed to her being like, I want this in a vest. You get to go find that. Dig out the patterns or the patents. <laughs> Dig out the patterns. I think if we. Got the fabric. We got to go to Joanne's. Joanne. Or Michael's. But I think Joanne's has a better Michael, fit. I hated the spin. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to hate her vest. I think that would be great. I'm so excited now. We're going to have holiday vests. And these can just be our like little recording vests. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Every time we record, we're in a different we're like in holiday a different vest. holiday vest. Or Podloff vest. Podloff vest. Could have like a bunch of microphones all over it. <laughs> Podcasting vests. <laughs> Or our faces or each other's faces. Ooh, I want your face Ooh. on my back. Yep. Same. I want my <laughs> face on my back. <laughs> yeah, we can have each other's faces on uh-huh. our vest backs. <laughs> now that we've got vest talk yeah. out of the way. Little accomplishments, but big in our hearts. Yay. Yay. I've got a little ADHD accomplishment. What you got? Oh, I was going to change it, and then I forgot what I was going to change it to. But anyway, <laughs> good thing I wrote one down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what were you going to change I, it to? I don't know. I had a great idea, and then it's gone. But I have I have a legit one down that's in writing, so I don't forget it. All right, what you got? It is, I got to your house to record before 11 a.m. today. You Yay, did. Hey, that's, that's a big thing. You always want to get here by I'm 11. Like, I'm going to get here at 8.30, and it's like <laughs> 12. 12.30, <laughs> 2 o'clock, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Something just happened. A series For of four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow four hours four behind. Four hours later, I show up. It, leaving the house is like my biggest challenge, and it's like I'm always panicked about leaving the house. I'm like, I got to leave on time. I got to leave on time. I'm always panicked. I'm always panicked. And then I'm late anyway. You'd think with the amount of panicking that goes into my, you know, my like neurotic panicking that I have about time and leaving the house and getting to places on time and being late that I would be on time. But I am consistently late. 
You are, but I am also consistently late, so it really works out. It's as if we're both on time because we're both late. <laughs> That's nice. That's the beauty of an ADHD friendship. The is best that... thing is when someone texts me and they're going to be like, I'm a little bit late. I'm running behind. I'm like, oh, thanks. I haven't even left yet. Oh, I like rely yeah. on you guys being late to things. If That's you showed just... up early, that'd be so rude. Every time I go hiking, I consistently, every single time I tell everybody to be ready by this hour, expecting them to be one hour late. It works out real well. Instead of trying to make your ability to tell time match a neurotypicals, which is very difficult for us, just get a bunch of neurodivergent friends and then you can all be late. We're all late together. And no one's upset. No one's upset. And it's nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yay. Good job. Yeah, I was very proud of you for getting here by 11. You know, I was was like, I'm going to go to the gym and blah. And then like I woke up and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to go to the gym. That gym being Planet Fitness that I'm still paying for it, and rather than canceling it, I just switched it over to a local gym. That's still something. haven't gone. Still haven't gone. But you know what? The intention is there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know when I go. I'll I'll uh, take a screenshot of me there. A screenshot, a photo. <laughs> Perfect. Great. All right. Good job. Uh, you accomplished that. Yeah. There you go. Okay, Grace. Uh, what's your? I'm so quirky. Oh no. We still oh, no, no, do no. My... Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> My little accomplishment? Yeah, yeah. We cannot forget the little accomplishments. Yep. So for my little accomplishment, I made a phone call to Griffin at Guitar Center today, like I said I would. Nice! I was there for that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I Griffin's the best guy to talk to at Guitar Center. Yeah, what's up, Griff? What's up, Griffin? Griffin in South Portland. Yeah, we're on a nickname basis. Yep. We call him Griff in... uh, Or Big Guy. Big Guy. (laughs) We're close friends. Uh, I need to upgrade my, this is boring, but I need to upgrade my podcasting interface from a two microphone setup to a four microphone setup so we can have some guests. Griffin was trying to be a pal and help me out and the internet wasn't working. So he wanted me to call in today and order it through him, probably so he could get, you know, the commission also. And I actually made that phone call and I ordered it through him today and I'm really proud of myself. Nice. Yeah. Also, an interface is like the thing we plug our microphones into uh, for you non-podcasters out there. And that was a new thing I learned today as well. I had no idea what it was. I look at it all the time, but I didn't know it had a name. Red shiny box also works. Red box. (laughs) Yep. So I made a phone call and that is a rare thing for me. So yay. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Shall we... Let me, I gotta I gotta take my kazoo out of its pouch. Some people call me spacey, some people call me fun, but I'm just quirky. Beautiful. Yay, that was beautiful. Oh. Oh, oh. My dog's here. She hates it. <laughs> she really hates the kazoo. Don't be afraid of it, Lucy. It's okay. You're okay, buddy. You're okay. Back in the pouch you go, kazoo. It's all gone. It's the, okay. The kazoo threat kazoo, is gone. Kazoo's. All right, we're done. We're all done here. We're done interacting with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's been great, but I I appreciate you. You're dismissed from the pod loft. This week, we've got an extra quirk. We got extra quirks. A listener wrote in to us. Our first listener email. Yay. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Haley. We appreciate it. And she had three different quirkies for us. I'm so quirkies. Yep. Want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, read them. Her first one is Lids. 
She has a thing with lids. She says, I do not screw the lids on things, but I rather just place them on top. And I don't realize this. I assume I screw them back on, but I somehow never do. This leaves Peace Bowl, mostly her husband, picking up a bottle of ibuprofen and having the lid just like pop, pop off and the ibuprofen goes everywhere. And she's done it with milk. Jars of juice, (laughs) coffee beans, so many things. Um, And I never somehow learned to do it. I still don't remember to do this. The extra step of screwing a lid on a cap is just too much for my brain. I do the same thing. And I finally stopped recently after screwing myself over because I'm (laughs) the one. Screwing yourself over. Yeah, I screw myself over. (laughs) 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 And I have to remind myself once again that future me is still me. And I've just now finally started like, no, you need to put the lid on that because you will come along, try to pick it up by the lid and it will go everywhere. But it's something I still struggle with. You know, so. I've never struggled with this. Huh. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like you are in a lot of ways. But this has never been a thing, but I can see how it would be. It's funny, but yeah, if I spilled ibuprofen everywhere, like that stuff can get expensive, you know? I know. And then you have I just have like a bunch of loose pills in like <laughs> most of my bags <laughs> because it's happened so many I times. <laughs> I, I usually get like like I have these little tiny boxes that they snap on, but they're like really cheap. So they just eventually over time just degrade off. And then it's like loose pills. Yep. Loose gum. Yep. My whole medicine bag is just has you a bunch to, like, of loose decipher, pills in the bottom. Like if you're like really in a pickle and you're like, I really need something, yep. you're like... Oh, I know what's what in there. You're like, <laughs> I know like, this is a Tylenol, but how old is it? Yeah, I could never instruct someone to grab a Tylenol from my bag because yeah. I'd have to be like... It's... Here's this loose bag of pills. Yeah, reach into that satchel and just like grab a handful <laughs> of pills and I'll tell you what's what. The pill satchel. Yeah, my pill satchel. <laughs> All right. Her second I'm So Quirky is another thing I can relate to very much. Ordering food on the phone. She says, I can't. I literally can't. My family used to say we could get pizza if I called it in. I would end up crying because I couldn't do it. To this day, I would rather drive somewhere and order in person and wait for 30 minutes. I would, too. Instead of ordering anything over the phone, online ordering was the greatest invention of all time. I 100% agree. I hate the only thing is I hate that like all the online ordering, they make you make an account. I don't want Mm. an account. I just want to order online. Yeah, because I don't. Then I, I get a million emails about I get emails. I have to make another password. It's the same password, but it's the fact that I have to make a password drives me nuts. But yeah, making a phone call to anyone ever for anything is so stressful. And we were both talking about it. Chris and I have been friends with Haley for a long time, most of our lives. And we do specifically remember her family doing that yeah, to her. Yeah, it's really funny, <laughs> but also kind of like not. But we need, I'm sorry I'm laughing at your pain, Haley. <laughs> we need someone that we can pay to just make phone calls for yeah. us. <laughs> a little... A neurotypical assistant. All right. You want to read her third one? Yeah. This one I can relate to on like a deep level. Same. Checking my bank account. (laughs) I have an intense fear of managing money and checking my bank account. I would rather my car get denied than see how much money I have left in the account. As you can imagine, this has led to many problems. One of my fears is seeing a charge that I didn't make and having to deal with the bank or whatever incorrect charge that is. That is extremely overwhelming, and I would rather be blind and pay for things I didn't buy than have to handle an incorrect charge. I would, too. I 100% agree with this. And this is referred to as the ADHD tax, the tax that we pay as ADHDers of like little things like that or, you know, overdraft fees. I have an insurance discrepancy that I am supposed to call for my chiropractor. They overcharged me by $70, and I was supposed to call like five weeks ago, and I still haven't, so I kind of am just thinking I could just eat that $70 instead of making a single phone call. (laughs) 
worth it. It's an oh investment my in myself. I totally get it. I uh, believe it or not, I work with a bunch of neurotypicals and they're always like looking at their pay stubs and making sure that the money adds up. And I'm like, I would never do that. I would, I would never, never do. I would think never even to do think that. to do that. They're like, we're salary workers. I just if it looks about the same, I'm like, good enough. Yep. Like, <laughs> good enough. Still getting paid. Right. And like and they're just like, well, it was off this. So like, maybe they put more in my 403B this time. And I have to I'm calling them to make sure that it's all handled correctly. And like micromanaging the amount of money. It's literally pennies. I'm like, this is just something I would not do. I don't care. Is it is it in my bank account? It is. Yeah. I don't have the brain space to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare. This yep. is why this is why I have Jean I have Jean. Jean. Jean does my money, my money stuff. And he asked me these questions and I sweat through the whole thing as we have discussed. Yep. And then he goes, Okay let's do this. And then he does it for me. That's the big thing. Because he's like, let's transfer this over. And I'm like, okay. He goes, I'm going to do it right now. And he calls the bank up and he's like, and he knows like all the right things to say. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "Ah!" and then it's done. And he goes, okay, I'll uh, email you when we want to set up our next meeting. And I'm like, holy moly. He just did that thing. That was a big thing. And he did the thing. It took like five minutes. That would take me like six months of stressing about making that phone call. All right. Thank you, Haley, for writing those in. That is a perfect example of I'm so quirky. That is what we're looking those are for. Great quirks. Yep. Um, I mean, some of them actually sound super detrimental. They all do, actually. And uh, I'm sorry you're going through this. Uh, we are here for you, Haley. Yes. And uh, just know you, you are not alone. We Very much not alone. We can relate to every single one of these. Yeah. The more I hear other ADHDers experience, the more I'm realizing I have never had a unique experience in my life. Yeah. These are all like, if you think like, oh, this is a weird thing that I do, there's probably someone else there who does that. Yes. Yeah. The level of overlap that so many ADHDers have with these very, very specific things we do wrong, like the lid thing, that's something I do all the time. And the fact that (laughs) Haley does the exact same thing is it's it is comforting i always thought the checking the bank account like because you know i'm in a privileged position where like all my bills are on auto pay and i'm never really worried about it but like i think it's because i work with all these neurotypicals who are hyper fixated on their like you know they're they just have their you know they're very worried about money and they're all invested in crypto which is i'm not going into that (laughs) but i'm always like is it just me am i the only one who freaks out about checking their bank account when i know it's going to be fine but it's not. And I appreciate you. I, I, this is nice to know that other people have this issue as well. Yes, absolutely. Because it's one that I know neurotypicals like just can't understand of why. Like, what do you mean you don't check your bank account? Yeah. It's like it's really stressful. I'd rather just pretend and like not know, you know, than face <laughs> reality. <laughs> I recently told my friend Jesse that neurotypicals are like all playing the game of life and they're all kind of competing and trying to make it to the end and kind of win the game of life and we're just in the corner playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> What's that one like Roads of Catan or whatever? Oh, Settlers? Settlers. You, settle, roads. you even settle? I, I have never played that. I would like to play Dungeons and Dragons and I already have a character picked out that I would like to do but I know you listen to a Dungeons and Dragons podcast I but you don't it. actually play. I love adventure of its own. I like everything about Dungeons and Dragons. I like the escapism. <laughs> but you know who can probably teach you is Justin, Tori's husband Justin. He Ooh. is a huge nerd and he loves Dungeons Dragons and Settlers of Catan. I would like to learn how to play all of those games. Bam 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 bam
Fireworks. That's great. That's great. Yep. That sounded great. Welcome yeah. to Hobby Collectors. Welcome to Hobby Collectors. I'm excited about this hobby. Um, I'm excited for you to teach us about it. Many people who are acquainted with me, such as friends, family members, co-workers, etc., etc., they know because I can't stop talking at them about it, uh, that I really like wine. I like to collect wine. I like to learn about wine and where it comes from and how it was made and why it's different. And of course, most importantly, I like to drink wine. I've gone on vacations exclusively to taste said wine. Washington State and uh, Napa Valley, California. I even made a wine Instagram account that tries to educate the public about wine in common language because sometimes wine is confusing. I'm currently taking a break from my Instagram account uh, to focus on other things like my millions of thousands of CMEs, my nephews and niece, and then this podcast. This is a fun but big chunk of my time. So Instagram's on hold. I'm trying to do things, you know, promote mental health. But her Instagram account for wine is The Uncultured Lush, and it just kind of makes wine more accessible to people. Thank you for that plug. Yep. And the purpose of it is to, like, break it down into easy, you know, it's really easy, I think, in wine to get lost in the weeds here. But the goal of it is for, you know, regular people, not sommeliers or, you know, wine snooty people <laughs> to, like, go into a grocery store and be able to, like, confidently pick out a bottle of wine. And you may ask, is wine even a hobby? And to that I say, fuck you. Please let me enjoy my things. I have many things, I have few things actually that I really enjoy. And wine is one of them. Just like collecting pogs, wine collecting, tasting, learning is absolutely a hobby. It combines art, it combines tradition, it combines history and science into one delicious class. And I will argue about this until my death day, whenever that may be. <laughs> You're coming in hot and I like it. Also very right. topical reference with the pogs. <laughs> Everybody knows what pogs are, right? Yeah, yeah. From the 90s. They're those in weird, style. Uh, <laughs> cardboard coins. But yeah, it's... Gen it, Z is like, how fucking oh, old are these man. people? Ancient Gen Z. Ancient. Get over it. Just uh, kidding. No Gen Z are listening to this. <laughs> we love you, Gen Z. I'm actually terrified of Gen Z. They're fierce and I love it, but I'm afraid. I know. I'm kind of worried they'll like bully me. It's it's okay. I uh, Call me Chugi. Oh. <laughs> You know what? I'm embracing my chuginess. I'm going to still wear skinny jeans because I have them and I don't want to buy any more jeans. I'm done. I'm yeah. done on jeans. Lean into the chug. Yeah. Am I going to get a live, laugh, laugh sign? Probably not. <laughs> um, but I'm going to keep my skinny jeans. I also have not so skinny jeans and those are also nice. I appreciate both. It's a shout out to jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Jeans. <laughs> All shapes, sizes, forms of jeans. Just jean jackets, jean <laughs> pants, jean satchels. Ooh. Oh. Dratchels. <laughs> jean furniture. Oh. There's a trend we can definitely bring back. Classic jean couch. Yes. There's no other fabric I want out of my couch made out of than jean. Oh, uh, a little bit of hard pants on yeah, your couch. Yeah, hard pants, but on my couch, hard, hard couch. couch. <laughs> Brought to you by hard couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is nothing. What are we talking about? <laughs> Closely related to jeans. <laughs> oh. uh, Anyways, wine. Wine. Let's get back to wine. Oh, I have to do a disclaimer mm. um, to be legit. I have no actual credentials in wine. I'm not a sommelier. I haven't taken any like certification programs like the WeSit. I just like to read things about the internet. It distracts me from my regular life. And I read a lot online and there's a lot of good 
recommendations that I will leave in the show notes. But yeah, I don't have any credentials. I just read a lot. And drink a lot. And drink a lot. <laughs> More importantly, I drink a lot. What else do you need uh, yeah. for wine credentials? Yeah. And the getting into wine is really easy if you're over 21 in America and probably really difficult if you're not. It's You basically go in the grocery store and buy a bottle. But if you want to like really get into it, you want to learn about it. And if you ever feel overwhelmed trying to pick a wine, I've got a couple tips for you. The big one is when you go into a wine shop, you're going to have... You're going to have wine from, and this is more uh, American-centric wine shopping. I know people from like the UK and France and elsewhere probably have a different experience. But when you go into an American wine shop, you're going to have wines separated by country, but you'll also have wines separated by grapes. Usually the wines separated by grapes, such as Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, those are what's called New World, which is America, Argentina. Australia, anywhere but Europe. Old world wines, France, Austria, what's the other big one? Italy. Those ones are separated by region, so it's kind of hard to figure out what you're getting without doing a little quick mini research. So you, if you want to buy an old world wine, just do a little research about the region you're buying from. For example, Burgundy, France, very fancy area, almost exclusively does Pinot Noir or Chardonnay. So if you get a red bottle that says Burgundy on it, you can bet that that is going to be a Pinot Noir, hmm. more than likely. And now, and then you can get into things like Burgundy, where they have a lot of blends, and we can talk about left bank and right bank, but we do not have to do that today because that is too much. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, I thought it was a lot easier to start with uh, New World wines, California, Australia, Argentina, things like that, because they have the grape listed on the bottle. You can kind of figure out what you like, what you don't like. And once you kind of figure out like, oh, I really like heavy reds or, oh, I really like light, tiny, delicate whites, you know, whatever you want to do, figure it out. And then you can move on to European wines and kind of like go into that for the old world and, and figure that whole business out. Another tip, I am super bad at pairing. I don't pay. I, I will drink anything and everything. Pairing is a really difficult concept to me because... <laughs> I pair anything. As you can see by my uh, living off the land, I literally just, I do anything and everything. (laughs) So my rule is when in doubt, go with a Pinot Noir because it usually goes with anything or just do a quick research. You can like literally quick Google search and they'll have like a bunch of different things for you. Don't be afraid of blends. Blends are fantastic. You can look into Bordeaux. The region of Bordeaux is known for blends. I think when I first started, I was like, oh, I'll never drink a blend. I want my, my pure grapes and most every wine is a blend of something, you know, the, especially like Italian wines. They're going to say like Sangiovese, but it's like mostly Sangiovese. And then it's blended with a little bit else. But they don't tell you that unless you like do a deep dive. Don't be afraid of the blend. Lean in. Wine tasting. If you ever go to a wine tasting or you go to a fr- fancy restaurant and they like pour the bottle and you have to like sniff it. And like do, they pour you like that little sip first. and You're supposed mm. to test it. Don't be afraid of that. That's totally that's totally OK. They're going to pour you a little taste. And that whole, the point of that is to make sure the wine is not tainted, which is a funny word. Taint. <laughs> taint wine. Um, <laughs> yep, this tastes I, like taint, taint wine. Taint wine. I can fresh taint here. <laughs> fresh off the vine. Yeah. And and the reason is that it's because not all wines are great and some can get tainted and some can go bad. And sometimes you just get a dud. It's happened to me before. I bought a case of wine before and 
One, the first one I opened was a dud and I was like, I've made a mistake. Hmm. But sometimes that happens. And so when you're at a restaurant, they're going to pour you a little tiny sip. What you do is you want to sniff it. You want to smell for Band-Aids. You want to smell for wet cardboard. You want to smell for wet dog. If it doesn't smell like wine, then it's probably bad. You want to look for Band-Aids. <laughs> Make sure there's no Band-Aids in your wine. <laughs> that is also very important. Band-Aids should not be in your wine. That's like my number one tip. No Band-Aids in your wine. Wow, what a refined palate yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it. you don't have to, like, figure out, like, oh, this, you know, tastes like oats and chocolate. But you can, you know, as long as it t- doesn't taste like garbage, you can be, you know, that's how you go. So you, you know, sniff the wine, taste the wine. If it tastes okay, you're like, yeah. And then they pour you the rest of the glass. Don't be intimidated by that. That's just to protect you. You don't want to pay for a whole bottle of taint wine, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love calling it taint wine. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, so what if you do like the little sippy sniff test and maybe it doesn't have band-aids in it, but you just don't like it? If you have already bought it, so you've gone to the restaurant, you've already ordered it, you've mm. technically already bought it. If you don't like that wine, but it's not tainted, it's not bad wine, it's just not your cup of tea, you still have to purchase that bottle. Mm. That's still, you purchase that whole bottle. Oh, I got a life hack. Carry around a thing of Band-Aids with you. And if you don't like (laughs) the wine, just slip a little Band-Aid in there. There's a Band-Aid in the store. (laughs) I will not be paying for this Band-Aid wine. Ma'am, I don't know if you've noticed, but there (laughs) appears to be a Band-Aid in my wine. (laughs) The old Band-Aid in the wine yeah, trick. Yeah, <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> Is there anything a Band-Aid can't do? <laughs> True that. Very versatile. Um, Sorry, I'm not helping with this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. The other thing is, is sometimes they'll give you the cork. You can keep that cork. You know, some people have cork projects. You don't need to sniff the cork, though. That that was a big mistake I used to do when I tried to, like, be fancy. And I'm like taking a big sniff of cork like no don't do, what are you gonna do with that sniff you're gonna do nothing you could just look at the cork and you want to look for cork taint uh, <laughs> wow i never thought we would say taint, taint so much so much in this our is podcast. A, where's the feather we're a taint associated podcast <laughs> we're taint heavy yeah <laughs> low on the comedy heavy on the taint <laughs> and not the other way around <laughs> Once again, where are we? Oh, what are we doing? Oh my God, we're talking about taints. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, all right. Taint talk. All taints all the time. Yeah, all taints all the time. You don't even need an OnlyFans, it's just taint. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, finally, someone <laughs> who knows speaking my language. <laughs> Been saying this whole time, we need more taints on social media, and yep. here we go. Yep, you're welcome. I can stand behind this. <laughs> There's a movement I can get behind. <laughs> Transition. Moving aside from taint talk. Cork, Just for a second, we'll be cork back. Taint. <laughs> cork taint is a real thing. And basically, you want to you want to make sure your cork's intact. If you have a bad cork, it's going to, you know, there's going to get like oxygen in the wine and bacteria in the wine. And you don't want that. So you want to make sure your cork is intact. It's not like crumbling. Now, sometimes, like myself, I have... A hard time getting the cork out of the bottle and we have mm. like an issue so if it's like knowingly like you're like this cork does not look right is probably tainted if the wine stain you know how like especially with red wines you get that like pinky wine stain on like the butt of the cork mm. if it goes all the way up to like the outside of the cork like that's 
part that touches the air, mm. not good. Um, that means it's not like sealed properly. Oh. Um, so just look at the cork. Don't sniff it. Just look at it. It's okay. <laughs> Don't be weird. <laughs> well, it's not weird. You know, everybody makes that mistake, myself included. I made. I was like, oh, I'm going to be fancy. I'm going to sniff the shit out of this cork. <laughs> the whole time the guy's like, what the fuck what is, is she, she doing? doing? <laughs> Don't sniff that. Put that down. <laughs> tainted (laughs) so and then if you ever go to a tasting like a lot of local wine shops will have tastings which i highly 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 recommend you know etiquette is like you want to look at the wine first just like look at the color look at the uh, there's a thing called legs we don't have to get into it uh you want to sniff it sniff that wine don't sniff the cork sniff the wine and then you taste the wine and the way i do is i kind of like hold it in my mouth for a little bit longer than usual and then give it a big old swallow, and then usually drink the rest of the glass right away. Mm. I'm very bad at tasting. I like the learning process, but like the actual like picking up like certain notes, I'm having a hard time with. But that's mm. okay. It's because I like it too much. And I think my number one tip is, most importantly, is to drink what you like. I think there's a lot of snottiness in the wine industry. I think there's a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? We're, uh, not presumptuous, but like... Pretentious. Pretentious. Mm. Pretentiousness. Um, yes, there's a lot of pretentiousness in the wine industry. There's a lot of money rolling around in the wine industry. But, you know, in the long run, there's brands like Yellowtail, Barefoot, Sutter Home that people make fun of. You, you I know, always, I used to, I used you've to, always I know. shamed me for drinking my Barefoot. I know. Because to me, wine tastes like wine. Right. Yep, this is in fact wine. And so and I and I have I'm a changed person now. Thank and you. I although I do not drink Barefoot, Yellowtail, Except for that one time we drank yellowtail Merlot in the cemetery. Um, (laughs) I appreciate that these are like very popular brands. A lot of people like them and there's got to be a reason why. Like, you know, if a million people drink something regularly, it's got to be pretty popular. So it's okay to like those. It's okay to like really sweet wines. There's a lot of hate on really sweet wines. Not a lot of people like really sweet wines. But if you like sweet wines, drink the sweet wine. It's okay. Not everybody's going to like these really dry, heavy Cabernets. It's okay. And, you know, if your favorite is your favorite, drink it. If you like something that other people don't like, that's okay. That's kind of what we're all about here. Yeah. Be your weird self. It's okay. And and I think, yeah, just because someone brought a more expensive bottle doesn't necessarily mean it's a better bottle. Mm. I bought an $8 Chianti once and it tasted way better than the $45 bottle of Chianti. But that's just my personal taste. Maybe someone's like, ugh, spit on you. How dare you? But- Anyway, just do you. Last last part of the little hobby collectors, is this a good hobby for ADHD? And I would say, yeah, especially if you're like one of those people who are like super hypersensitive to smell or taste, you're going to be great at this. I am not one of those people, sadly, but you're going to be able to like get all those like subtle notes when people are like, oh, I taste like moss and rocks and <laughs> red berries. And you're like, OK, <laughs> I did not. And that's OK. But I think it's really easy to get into because you literally go to the grocery store. I go to the grocery store like about once a week. And then you can just pick up a bottle. And look at that. You're a wine enthusiast. Mm. Also, shout out to my fellow super tasters. My husband always makes fun of me for saying I'm a super taster, but I am. It's an actual thing. We had to do that little paper test in bio yeah. in high school. No, remember that? Where you have to no. taste a little piece of no paper. And if it tastes like grass, you're a super taster. But if it tastes like paper, you're not. 
I and I was like taste of paper. I really just think that's a neurodivergent test. Looking back yeah. on, it. are you neurodivergent? <laughs> because it was me no, and like th- we were two in the other same people. Bio class. I don't remember this at all. Oh well, if anyone else out there remembers doing this little super taster paper test, please write into us. I need to find other super tasters to join in in this harassment I am receiving <laughs> about being a super taster. It's it's okay to be picky. Yeah, you like what you like. It's not a brag. It's not a good thing. I can't eat a lot of things. Yeah. Too yeah. sensitive. <laughs> It's so sensitive. It's yeah. okay. But yeah, yeah, I think, well, this is why I keep pushing you to go into wine. Um, I know. I do I think, think I'd be good at it. I just don't really like wine. It. You can always spit it out. Well, what's the point? Not true. If you don't enjoy it, you shouldn't go into it. But anyway, there's a lot of good online resources to get started if you want to like learn about wine. I highly, highly, highly recommend Wine Folly. That's winefolly.com. The lady, her name is Madeline Puckett or something like that. Uh, show notes. It'll be in the show notes. She has a website that's like fantastic, and she has a really great book that I bought. It's hardcover. It's on my coffee table, and it breaks everything down really easily into brightly colored graphs and charts. And as someone who really is a visual learner, I appreciate that so, 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 so much. Hmm. I highly recommend it. It's They break it down by grape. They break it down by region. They It tells you how to taste. It tells you what to taste tells you how wine is made. It's a fantastic book and I really recommend it. There's a bunch of other resources online or you could talk to the people at your local wine shop. They can always lead you into a good direction. They usually have tastings there where you can learn a lot of things and they can, you know, help you through if you're going to like pair, you know, something with a meal, they can help you through that. They're very very knowledgeable. And lastly, you can talk to the wine person at Trader Joe's. I've always had a weird experience with that. I don't know if you've ever done that. No. Every time I go to Trader Joe's and try and buy wine, I get a weird experience with the wine person. Hmm. The last time I went, I bought a Zinfandel. (laughs) I just wanted a Zinfandel. I've been really vibing with Zinfandel this fall. It's a nice toasty red. And so I already had it. I had it in my cart. I'm trying to get out of the wine section. And the guy like spots me and he's like, what are you buying? And I'm like, oh, ah, Zinfandel. And he's like, oh, which one? And I showed him and he's like, oh, 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 it's a good one. He like went on and on about how great it is, which is great. It was, you know, a little confidence boost to me. But like, I need to get out of there. I cannot talk to you all day about a wine I already intend on purchasing. But yeah, Trader Joe's, they're weird, but, you know, they're nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that is wine. That's my hobby. Yay. Uh, you can follow me on Uncultured Lush, except I'm taking a break, so no rush on that. But you already have a lot of stuff up there. I had a lot of stuff up there. We did a whole segment on French wine. We did a whole segment on Italian wine. We did like a new world, old world. I started a wine club with my parents and their friends so I could drink more different types of wine without buying a bunch of wine. I also recommend that. Mm, and I post pictures of what we do. And so we just had a Italian, a tour of Italy, just like the Olive Garden dish. <laughs> but it was with wine and it was much better. Less breadsticks, though. So, eh. But we post stuff like that all the time. I'm always drinking wine, except when I'm on call, obviously. And I always like to chat about wine. So if you want to chat about wine, if you have a question about wine, hit me up. Also, I think we want to do our first Weirds of a Feather giveaway of the first person to correctly tell us how many times we said taint in this episode. <laughs> we will mail you a kazoo. We'll ma- oh, yeah. You get one kazoo with a taint drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us how many times we have yeah. said taint yeah. in this hobby Write collectors. Us in. First person to do it. It's yours. Yep. Pick it'll, your color. It'll Pick be worth your it. taint. <laughs> Natural transition.
Grace. Kristen. It's time for Alternative Segments. Alternative. All right. On this week's Alternative Segments, we have businesses someone should start, just not us. Not us, but someone should. Right. For my business that someone should start, just not us. I don't want to give away all my good ideas because this one is gold. Yeah, you should patent this. I know. All right. Trademark, guys, don't actually steal this. Or if you want to go in on this together, if you know like a good manufacturer. Yeah. But a textile mill of some sort. We want 50% of the profits. Yeah. Please. We, no exceptions. This, this is legal, legally binding. Yep. All right. My invention is uh, the coughing sack. <laughs> this is a soundproof sack to cough and sniffle into while you're podcasting so you don't make a peep. That's great. It's a solid business plan. Yeah. Because what sometimes, do we be made out of? Linen? Um, no. Mm. I'm picturing like denim. Kind of <laughs> hard hard coughing sack. Yeah. We could do a hard version of a hard sack and soft sack. Yep. Now I'm picturing like a rock climbing chalk bag, but mm. on the inside it's either like um egg crate foam or like bubble wrap, some type of soundproofing inside the sack. So when you're podcasting and you need to do a little cough, but someone else is talking, you don't want to be coughing and hacking in the background. So you just kind of turn. Put this, put this, <laughs> put the coughing sack over, over your mouth. Uh, that's great. You, you cough into it and no one else can hear it. I'm picturing more of those, you know, those old canteens that like those people from like Game of Thrones would have. Ooh. And, and so it would be like almost like a, like a soft buttery leather, Ooh. but then with the foam in it. Okay. You would also need a, like, how would you wash that? I think that would be my main concern. Well, we can get into the details. Yeah. We can get someone to kind of handle those details. Yeah. See, this is why we don't want to start the business ourselves. Yeah. There's so many details. This is why I we're just, going 50-50. Yeah. I just know coughing sack. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Coughing sack. Yep. Or you could have it be a full head apparatus where it oh. goes over your entire head. You kind of singe it <laughs> closed around your neck and you cough in there and then come out of the sack once you're done. <laughs> There's like a... There could be like a mouthpiece <laughs> where you like flip it open so you can talk regularly Ooh. and eat and stuff. And then when you have to talk, uh, cough, you just bloop. Oh, so it. instead of like using it when you need to cough, you stay inside the coughing sack the entire time you're podcasting you're and you just constantly close. sacked. <laughs> All right. I love this idea. Yeah, this is great. My business idea is called Michael's at Midnight. I love um, it. And this is a Michael's that is only open from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Thursday through Sunday. When you are mid-hyper-focus on whatever craft and you realize you have run out of supplies or you started a new hyper-focus and you have no supplies, but you need to get them. Oh, yeah. The, the middle best, of the night. The best hyper-focus is start at 10 p.m. Yes. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they should also have an espresso bar and a variety of snacks. And, and Michael's at midnight. Don't come on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. They're not going to be open. Only Thursday through Sunday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Michael's at midnight. Michael's at midnight. That wouldn't be if you came at 10 a.m. That's not midnight. <laughs> I love this idea, yeah. and I think it would be a really solid business model. Michael's, reach out to us. Yeah, Michael's, uh, once again, trademarked, but yeah, let's go into business, <laughs> Michael's. All right. It's not Joanne's at midnight. It's like a weird movie. All right. This has been Alternative Segment. Alternative. <laughs> All right, we are moving into our final, final segment. segment. Are you ready? Yep. Pizza secrets. Tell me your secrets. Pizza secrets. All right, for this week's pizza secrets. Oh, I, I might get some shit for this. Yeah, but I'm ready for it. I truly do not care. I have zero shame about 
<laughs> this secret. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be the wine people are going to come after you. Yep. Yeah. So. But whatever you taint. <laughs> <laughs> the people who are counting are like, shit. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Damn they it. don't count. No, they count. It's the whole episode. All right. Taint, Ooh, taint, yeah. taint. <laughs> <laughs> that means I also have to count all the taints. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. Sorry. Let's see if our numbers match up. Yeah. I'll, uh, if you send me the rough draft, I'll, I'll count taints. That's I'll true. Be... This sounds like Kristen Mark. This is, you know, this is a job I can do. <laughs> Counting taints. We need a taint counter. And I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I've been preparing my <laughs> whole, whole life whole, for this. My whole life. <laughs> I have my master's degree and I'm here just counting taints. <laughs> Out here counting taints. So for my pizza secret, when I lived in Boston, I worked at the Legal Seafoods in Copley Place Mall for maybe two weeks, if that. Is that like the fancy one down by the water on the no. blue line? No. No, that's this the fancy one. This would be near one. Copley, not this on is the, the blue This line. is the one in, yes. This is oh, the one, sorry. That's okay. This <laughs> is the one in attention. the mall. It's in the mall. So you know, you know, do you know Copley Place Mall? Like, like the, in downtown Boston near Copley Square. Yes, in yes. Copley Square. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you go in on the ground floor and you go yeah, up yeah. the big escalators. It's yeah. literally like the first thing on your left got is it, a legal it, seafoods okay, restaurant. Okay. okay. So I worked there for about two weeks. Didn't even finish my training. But the very first order that I brought to a table on my own was this rich older woman who had ordered literally two oysters from Cape Cod and two oysters from wherever the fuck like who just orders? like a snack? Like I just want two and two. Yeah, like, like could you imagine if they, if donkeys started that? Like because you know how when they always order, they're like, I want a one and one or I want a two and two. But it's an oyster place. It's drive through oysters. People are just taking them in the car. Oh, <laughs> quick little oyster shot. In just the car. a little drive through oyster place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Businesses. Sorry. Someone should start. It's not us. Or maybe no one should start. No one should. Start Businesses. That. No one should start. That's <laughs> ever. A, that's a good segment. <laughs> a drive through oyster. Oh. Think of the mess in your car. All right. Yeah. So she ordered two oysters from one place, two oysters from another place. And of course, when I picked up the order from the kitchen, I did not pay attention to the ticket to tell which oysters (laughs) were which, because why would I? Who cares? Who cares? But I know legal seafoods thing is like all about, I don't know, this is kind of what they do, but I, it doesn't matter to me. So I was careless with it. (laughs) And when I got to her table, I just tried setting them down and walking away and not saying anything. Like, she she'll never know. She, she won't care. She probably already knows which one is which based on their shell. Exactly. If you can really tell their the difference. Their structure. Yeah. Either you can tell the difference on your own or there is no difference and you're just being a snob. You know, that's kind of my attitude. So I just tried setting them down and walking away as if she, like, wouldn't raise any questions. But she obviously asked me which ones were which. And I straight up lied to her face. <laughs> And told her, oh, yeah, these ones are obviously the Cape Cods. Right. And I don't think she... You can tell by the way that they are. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think she believed me. (laughs) But I don't care, and I quit very shortly after. (laughs) Nice. Pizza secret. Pizza secret. Yep. Don't hire me to be a waitress at your restaurant. I'm very bad at it. You will straight up lie to people. Yep. My pizza secret takes place on... The Washington Shore, Mm. Um, before I, like, officially moved across the country, my Washington friends were like, we got to take you clamming. It's, like, a big thing out there. And it's not, like, the little clams we have here. It's, like, these, like, big, like, monster clams. And they're like, we got to go, we got to go. And I was like, sounds like, like, a lot of work. And I don't have any of the things. So I borrowed, you got to get gators. You got to get a clam gun, which is not, like, a gun. It's a... (laughs) It's like a tube and it uses air pressure to like scoop out the sand and the clam and Hmm. hopefully there's a clam in there. Anyway, we get there super early. It's like over an hour away. We get there super early. I am 
in like basically snow pants and a ski jacket because it is cold. I'm in waders. I'm in a hat. And they're like, they're teaching me like the basics of clamming. I got a license the day before. The thing is, is there's very specific laws regarding how many clams you can take. It's like literally be like you can go clamming between the hours of like 4 a.m. and like 10 a.m. on this specific day, maybe four days of the year. It's crazy. And you can only get so many clams. I think it's like 16. Don't quote me on that. I won't. I never do. <laughs> also, uh, we have very, these are both the seafood related. Yes. Let's, sorry, let's set the scene. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the waves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clam gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel like I'm right there yeah, on the beach yeah, with you. Yeah, so so I have waiters. I have the gun. I have the, I have like, it's like a fanny pack with a net on it instead of a pack, and it's to put your clams in. Um, It's very like long and gangly, but it's, it's, it's to put your clams in. So I have all the, all the things that I've borrowed from certain peoples. I have my license so I can like legally count these. I am ready. And I start and it's actually super duper fun. I would like to go to again, but I don't think I will because of this incident. It's such a big deal. You have to make sure that you get no more than your like allotted amount. You're only allotted that much. You can't take one and then throw it back if it doesn't look big enough or something. You get your, you know, 15, 12, whatever it is, and that's it. You are done. And so I kept recounting and losing track of how many clams I had, and I didn't want to go over. I was very nervous about going over because, like, what if the feds find me, you know? And they're like, you have 17. Yeah. You're going to jail. Um, And no, I think you actually get a like, jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside a clam. <laughs> I think you just get fined. It's a cute little picture, yeah, though. That'd be, I, that would be the best jail ever. Yeah, think about you, like, curled up in the, the fetal little, position yeah, in a little clam. The little, cushion i think it's his tongue you know yeah um the part you eat you know yeah it's a little gooey in there clam tongue uh, <laughs> taint um, <laughs> it's a clam taint clam taint <laughs> yeah so i was just like so nervous i was like what if i go over i don't want to go over so i kept recounting and then i you know short-term memory i would forget how many clams i had and then i didn't want to get any more clams so i was finally like i didn't count my clams so I, I I walk up the beach. I thought it was far enough. It wasn't. I dump out my fanny pack of clams. I spread them out on the beach. And instantly my friend I hear my friends in the background go, no. <laughs> and this wave just like comes up and snipes all my clams. And they're like, get your clams. And I'm like, you know, everybody saw like this dumb girl just lost all of her clams. And I'm like picking them up and picking them up. I was like, is this my clam or is this just like a rogue clam? There are no rogue clams. Um, What'd you say? Your clam scrambling? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to like pick up all my clams because I think I had like just enough. And like in like I said, you can't just like throw back the ones you don't want. Like once you have a clam, you're like in it to win it, you know? So luckily I found all my clams. I think I was even like one under and I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done clamming. I don't want. And they're like, no, you should get one more. So you get your like full amount. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm okay. And I've never gone clamming again. I probably should, but I just can't. I I don't I didn't want to get arrested. Clam jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pizza secret. Pizza secret. Pizza secret. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I'm I'm proud of our pizza secrets. I know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. This episode is brought to you by the coughing sack. 
Seasonal allergies got you down? Do your near-constant sniffles and stupid little background coughs make sound editing a fucking nightmare? Try Coughing Sack, a soundproof sack you can cough into. With this little sack of heaven, you can wheeze and snort and yuck it up all day long in there and no one else has to know but you. Podcasting in your quiet shame has never been easier with the Coughing Sack. Coughing Sack, come cough into my sack. We are, I think, at the end of I our think, episode. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that about wraps it up here, folks. You got anything else to say? I do not. I think I've said enough. I think you have both said more than enough. More than enough, per usual. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, um, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Weirds of a Feather. You can email us at weirdsofafeather at gmail.com. We love the emails. This is the only email I'll ever check. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, think I have I like do. five over 500 like awaiting emails on my regular email. Am I going to check them? No. Am I going to check your emails? Absolutely. This is this is the only email I feel excited to check. I'm like, ooh, someone write me a letter. No. No, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Haley for writing us in our first email. That was very exciting. Really exciting. We were really excited to share. Yes. So write in with your I'm so quirkies and your pizza secrets. And if you write in something and you're like, I just don't want you to share this because it's like, you know, personal or maybe it's like a federal crime or something. Just let us know because I don't want to share something that you don't want us to share. But also, why are you sending it if you don't want well, us to share? Well, you know, maybe they just want like a little, you know, pizza secret among friends, you know? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, also don't send us your crimes, guys. Yeah. That's actually, that's this is becoming a huge issue, like more than I expected. We've been getting a lot of pieces of secrets that are uh, legitimate crimes. Like small time crimes. Yeah, small time crimes. Nothing crazy, but like these are crimes. Like and, little thefts, which I approve of, but know, also we probably shouldn't say them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, and one, didn't know I had so many friends or associates that committed small crimes. And two. I did. Uh, <laughs> Because you were probably there with them. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't share us your small crimes. Pizza Secrets are supposed to be like little shitty things you did, but they're not like crimes. Write us your pizza secrets, but not your crimes. Keep those in your heart. Yeah. We appreciate them. We or see you. go to you. the police and report yourself. No, never go to the police. <laughs> ACAB. Never go to the police. <laughs> keep them to yourself or write in to us and... Uh, I guess we'll keep your secrets because I don't want to go to the police with them. But yeah, I'm not going to the don't police. Don't put that on us. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad at keeping secrets. That's why Pizza Secrets has been forever hard for me because... You know, I have so many pizza secrets. And I you... am struggling with the pizza secrets because I, I don't... I The second a thought comes into my head, it is out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there is no filter, filtration system going on there. I have no secrets to anybody. I just shout how I feel and what I am doing at all times. Yep, you do. Yeah. But you also don't do as many shitty little things as I do. I I think I I think I'm I have more quirks and you have more pizza secrets. Yes, you're more anxious about authority than I am. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I love sticking it to authority. Yes, I am. Like I said, I have a backbone of a little baby mouse, and that uh, mouse is growing into a big girl mouse. Big girl mouse. With so a you'll be a slightly woman mouse. more stable, less uh, less bendy spine. Yep. And that is how we will add, yeah, end the that's, podcast. That's how we're ending the podcast. <laughs> Bendy spines on mice. Appreciate y'all listening. Yep. Appreciate you for supporting us in our uh, ADHD journeys. We would love to hear from you. Yep. Hit us up on all the socials. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to count your taints. <laughs> <laughs>
Count your taints. You better count your taints. Count your taints. If you don't, count you'll be taints. eaten count in your sleep. Count, oh. count your taints. Count your taints. Count your taints. And then it fades back. Oh, fade count off. Your count, count your taints. taints. Count your taints. Count I can also just fade it off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you don't need to move backwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to fade too. Ah.